raise your hand at any time. Uh, so this morning I'm joined with my friend and sister in digital fashion, Svetlana of Honey. I want to first, uh, before I pass it over to my co-host to get live and hide with it, I want to just uh, let everybody know that we're going to do some giveaway today. And uh, how it works is uh, at any time during the space, just retweet the space. And um, the tweet to retweet, I'm going to put it in the net if you give me just a few minutes. Uh, it's the one with the beautiful cover that was made by Havo. We all know Havo, he made this beautiful cover. So that's the space, that, that's the tweet that we want to retweet to invite people to join the room. So I'm going to pin that at the top. So if you retweet that, you, uh, at, at the end of the space or perhaps after the space, I'm going to use Twitter, Twitter Picker, which is a verifiably random chooser. It's going to choose someone that retweeted. And I'm going to give away some supercars. Uh, so uh, I hope you enjoy that. And uh, right now, I'm going to pass it over to Svetlana. Hi. Hello. So happy to be here. And actually, the cover looks so, so beautiful. <laughs> I know... <laughs> Javo is uh, experimenting a lot with ponchos and I do really enjoy it. It looks so professional. It looks like a real, real piece uh, like uh, made with the real photography. It's incredible how AI is uh, growing constantly. I, I'm so curious to see where we will end up in the end of the year or like even in the next year and how brands will adapt it. So I think we can touch these topics today as well and uh, dive into, into AI in my opinion, I prefer honestly more AR because there are more ways of experimenting. But AI, of course, it's also an interesting topic to discuss. Absolutely agree with that. Uh, thank you, Maxi, for pinning the tweet. Uh, I hope I participate in giveaway as well because I really love it. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, now that I know. Yes, definitely. Uh, to be eligible, all you have to do is retweet this tweet that I've pinned here. And also, please make sure to be following uh, Svetlana, do you want people to follow Honey or do you want it to follow your personal account? Oh, Honey for sure is better, Honey. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so everyone, please, uh, to be eligible for the giveaway, please make sure you're following Honey. And uh, always please make sure to be following uh, Javo GZF. He's there in the, in the red awesome hat from Jessic. And please be following me, Maximilian, who's hosting today. And uh, yeah. So uh, let's get into it. So um, now I know that uh, it seems like Havo maybe uh, is finishing up something right now. He doesn't seem available to speak just at the moment. So what I'm thinking, Lana, if you don't mind, um, let's start with uh, talking about AR. Would you be willing to share your insights and observations about the latest developments in augmented reality and the fashion industry, um, especially with regard to how you personally, with your personal brand, are using augmented reality for virtual try-ons and personalized collections and so much more. Yes, of course. I will be super happy to to go ahead with this. But I think maybe we introduce everybody ourselves at first place. So we, I know that we are all familiar and we know each other, but uh, um, some new people are jumping in. So it will be really nice to if everybody can speak a little bit about themselves. So I'm, uh, I am Svetlana and uh, you can call me Lana. It's much easier and e easy to remember as well. Actually, Lana in Italian means wool. So that's uh, that's a funny thing. I'm the founder of Honey. It's a digital fashion studio, and uh, I do really love to contribute to female empowerment in the space as well. Uh, what we are trying to do on a daily basis with Cherry and Maximilian, who are here as well. So it's not a, it's not every time easy in Web three, especially if you're female. But it's uh, uh, but it's amazing to 
to share the knowledge and support between each other. So in any case, we are providing digital fashion services for traditional brands on their way to move to the metaverse, including AR filters as well. Um, Tag Tapers, would you like to, to, to go ahead as well to introduce yourself next? You could also, if, if it's not a convenient time, you could also wait until just before you're ready to answer the question. When Svetlana is finished, you could introduce yourself uh, before answering if, if you're busy. Okay, does somebody want to introduce themselves? <laughs> well, good morning, good morning, everyone. <laughs> Hi, I see. Hello. You got Hi, good morning, good morning. You guys are rocking it this morning. It feels great to be back for another Fashion Friday. So good morning to everyone. Um, and I love this conversation. So just to kind of get into it, I'm Mo, uh, founder of The Raw Dow, where we focus on education, networking, and transforming physical to digital and show everyone how they can use their gifts and businesses to do just that as well as founder of the P2D Raw Network, where we host events throughout the metaverse and stream them live across um, social media. Just like this right now, I am in one of our metaverse jets, actually the Raw Dow's jet, streaming this Twitter space in there and then streaming that on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. So never let these numbers fool you because we are documenting these amazing conversations and using them to help um, bring the awareness to those that are going to be continue coming into this space. So that's what I'm all about. That's why I love coming to different events and just capturing these moments and showcasing it in all the different ways that I can imagine. And that's what I love bringing to the space. That's so lovely. You're so incredible. Yeah, so, so okay. lovely. <laughs> I'll jump in. I, I oh. love your jet. Oh, okay. Go for it. I was just going to say, I, I've been on Mo's jet before, and it was such an impressive experience. It was my first time being on a Metaverse jet, and it really did feel like the real thing. You look outside, and she had the champagne. I mean, she made me feel so welcome. She had, you know, it was just really impressive. But GM, Jacob, it's so good to hear your voice. Hello, hello. Good morning. How are you? Oh, we're doing so well. It's so good to be with family this morning. It's an honor and pleasure to be here as always. Looking forward to the conversation today. I'll jump in. So fantastic. Oh. Okay, great. Please do introduce yourself. Oh, sure. Well, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I've met up with Maximilian in another group, and uh, she's got such tremendous energy. Um, so my name is Brendan Marr. I'm an MIT Media Laboratory alumnus from, uh, from 1990, uh, 1999. Well, it was actually 98. But I was uh, in 1993, I was one of the early pioneers in virtual reality, one of the first 150 people in the world developing virtual reality with the original Boston Virtual Reality Group. And uh, we built uh, a number of virtual environments that we brought to the Seagraph uh, Convention, the great Seagraph Convention computer graphics convention in, in 93, in 94, in 97. Uh, we did some, um, well, just to give you an idea, just because it's got a word, a little micro history here. We could only render at the time 958 polygons. <laughs> that was it. No, no way. Wow. Yeah. There were three, um, there were, there were three groups of us. There was um, a New York group that, well, there was our group in Boston. 
about, you know, 18 people. There was a New York group. There was a, a, a California group, the LA, LA group. And then those were for the, you know, just the average people. And then there was the, um, the industrial people, the uh, academics and, um, and, and whatnot. And all told, uh, it was probably about 150 people in the world that were developing AR and VR at that point. I went on to the media lab. I wrote the first essentially 3D audio content engine um, because, you know, there were, there were no game engines. I had to write my own basically engine um, for doing 3D audio. And I know it was the first because I used, uh, we could only do it in hardware and uh, I had access to the board um, to do all this stuff. But at the time, it is a little, this is also related to all of this. Uh, at the Media Lab, we were uh, really pioneering a lot of the things that we are having the fruits of right now, things like IoT. Um, there was a consortium called the Things That Think. There was this, uh, this whole idea about the fluidity between uh, bits and atoms. And there was a group at the Media Lab, which was called the uh, Tangible Media Group. And the, uh, the professor, uh, Hiroshi Ishii, was she was a reader on my thesis, but these ideas of fluidity between what is virtual and what is physical um, were things we we're thinking about, and it's all really happening now. And, and this idea that you can have an NFT as a as a as a as a pointer to both simultaneously and allow physical things to do computation and computational things to do physical stuff is just tremendous. I can go on, but I want to can see this torch and give it to somebody else at this point, but uh, there's so many exciting things to talk about here. Well, if you don't mind, uh, I would love to hear, uh, what, are you, what are your observations and insights about the latest developments in augmented reality? We're so happy to have you here in this conversation, by the way. Yeah, what are your observations about how it's being used now and today? What do you see? Well, I, I think it's tremendous. I think certainly augmented reality is you know, it, it's the thing that's going to, you know, uh, trump VR in terms of, you know, getting things started, you know, jump-starting things. Um, because it's just, you know, it's so much uh, easier to implement. Um, and it's very exciting. And, and I, I think, you know, what's so amazing about all of this stuff is, is the confluence of so many different things. Obviously, we're talking about AI and and blockchains and, and, and fashion and, and, you know, and, the, and, you know, there's all sorts of other things that are happening at an exponential rate in terms of uh, digital identity and DAOs. Um, I'm actually on the, the working groups for digital identity um, from the Wyoming blockchain committee uh, and, 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 and DAOs, right? So I help, you know, um, on the working groups that are amending the DAO statutes and, um, you know, all this stuff is happening so fast. And what, what, what's really, really, really crazy, this is going to be a really tremendous year, I see, because we're, we're really going to figure out how to, you know, bring all of this stuff to the everyday person by, by, by putting and hiding, you know, the wallets. And, you know, there's things that are going on with like Spotify. Spotify's got all these um, partners where you can, you can sign up and you can buy NFTs without ever having to create a wallet. Um, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff is going to happen. Um, but really what's really interesting, and I'd love for other people to talk about this in regarding fashion, is, is the community aspect and, 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 and how we transform uh, 
and onboard onboard um, everybody in America to these things by creating whole new ecosystems of of uh, collaboration and interaction and just new forms of economies. That's what I'm, I think is really so exciting. I pass back the torch and let's hear from some other folks. I hope that gets things started. Oh, absolutely. It's like you just put some nice dry logs on the fire and gave them a strong poke. The sparks are flying and we just get in that heat coming off the logs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Svetlana, I know that because um, I love your, your platform, Honey, and the beautiful things you design. Uh, are you feeling up to uh, sharing your insights on how you're using, oh, Lana, uh, how you're using AR in fashion? Yes, of course. I actually do admire Twitter spaces. It always feels like we are one big family working on the same goal and educating each other. And now we actually met a person who was kind of building all of that, uh, what we are using right now. It's like to meet Bill Gates, right? Or Steve Jobs, you know? <laughs> cool. Makes me every time very excited to share to share the opinions and experiences. Yeah, I think I can start over with the AR experiences and how... I will see its future. Of course, I would love to start with the zero ten application and share a little sneak peek. <laughs> we are going to launch our AR dress very soon, which you will be able to try on and post some videos and share your personal stories. I cannot say too much about the team behind the dress, but it is related to tapping into our creative energies. Actually, Maximilian, for sure, I think you would love to uh, to try it on. I literally see you as a queen of this outfit. So, so as I mentioned, Zero Ten app, I would like to note that there have been pretty much, um, uh, they, they, they are, uh, yeah, they were like almost the first to showcase this incredible quality, precision in garment attachment and movement uh, imitation. Can I actually pin a post of me wearing the dress? I think it's... Uh... Oh my gosh, yes, please. Yes, please. Um, yeah, me and the... It was actually funny how it was fil filmed because me and professional photographer rented a professional studio, photo studio in Milan to make some photos with AR clothing using different uh, applications. Also 010, of course. Uh, it was actually pretty fun and... Um, very difficult and experience completely different from the like for, from the normal fashion photography. Um, you need to like really rely on lighting a lot and remember about the camera radius because it has very like the phone camera has very different um, implementations like from the normal camera. So it was pretty 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 hard I will say because it's also with the phone the photographer is not very used to work with the phones and not with the like with the camera. But it was really funny. So I pinned uh, I pinned the tweet and. It was really, really fun. I think um, we will see, of course, much more uh, better implementations in the future. Um, I want to note the progress of all AR applications uh, has been like increasing dramatically and digital fashion industry in general. Um, all these are moving like incredibly quickly. I remember after Snapchat, Zero Ten was almost the first one to provide such experiences almost a year ago. Now I see there are many different implementations such as like Closey application, which I found recently, but I see that they were on the market for quite a while already. Um, yeah, I'm going to test them very soon. 
Uh, recently, also, I heard about interesting app with AR filters in general. Uh, you need to log in, in, log in there with your wallet address, and all AR face filters, including jewelry filters, are for sale like NFTs. Once you buy a filter, you will need to download this application to use it, but you can share it across the social media with no problems. The thing is that you will own the piece, you will own this uh, AR filter. It will remain in your MetaMask and no matter what the creator will do, you will remain the owner of that. And you cannot say what you cannot say about like Instagram or Snapchat, right? Then moving to digital fashion overall, I think, of course, DressX is making a great progress too, especially if we are talking about like physical digital try-ons. I know they partnered with Snapchat and have their own physical monitors, which actually for the first time I've seen in Miami, so you will need to select an item from Dressix AR catalog, just as on their application from the phone. The camera will capture your movements and show it in real time on the monitor. Then of course you can download the video and share it on socials. Uh, but the thing is that uh, it is much more interesting since the monitor is, uh, is big and camera's quality is of course much higher than from the, uh, from the phone. I honestly believe that we will see more and more monitors like these in Europe in general. I'm not sure if you have it already in America and how many uh, for every brand, especially inside e-commerce stores, for example, inside the headquarters of e-commerce stores like uh, Luisa Villaroma or My Teresa. Uh, like, look at the, um, at the December collaboration between Bershka and Dressix. They made AR filters, which you could access on Dressix app. However, imagine you go to Bershka's store and there is this monitor you can make uh, a fun picture with a huge coat, uh, maybe which you don't want to buy for every day, but you would like to have a picture in it, right? Or maybe you don't wear fur because you are ve vegan or something like this, whatever. Then you post this photo on Instagram or the video on Instagram and you get a Bershka discount. It's fun, engaging, and uh, users are also benefiting somehow from this. So I think in the future, we will see more interactions of... Uh, uh, like on more implementations of online experiences into physical stores and in our like physical normal lives. This is my opinion about uh, the future. This is so fascinating. That's my favorite development that I've heard now is this idea of, I'm just going to call it modeling to earn. What? What? I remember when Instagram uh, really took off, there was like this because, you know, I'm from Los Angeles. And so, you know, Los Angeles people look, we're so creative, you know, and I remember there's a lot of people calling themselves Instagram models. And it's like, oh, what agency are with? Instagram, <laughs> you know, because everyone really, I think it was because of the filters, people got really comfortable uh, using them and uh, taking lots of, co making content of themselves. So that's one of the things that I'm most looking forward to is the freedom that people feel when they use these filters. It's just so uh, encouraging for people to use their creativity, uh, even things like um, even things that are not directly uh, AR, but things that accompany it. Like for example, uh, little stickers and things that we're that we're able to dress up our posts with. Whether it's a few words, maybe to tag a designer. Uh, I love the way that we are starting to use um, these different integrations kind of together. I feel like many Instagram and social media posts these days are more like a collage. It's music, it's the AR, it's a few words, uh, maybe even a link to something that matters to you, like your own event. Uh, it's really incredible uh, what's happening. 
Yeah, I completely, yeah. completely agree with that. Actually, what I've been thinking recently is uh, an interesting uh, thing you can do with AR filters, which are linked to, which are sold as NFTs. For example, you can invite, you can send them as invites for private events as well. And then people come for, for example, for fashion week, but it's only by private invites and they have to show this AR filter that they have it on their platform, maybe with the, not necessarily the code, the garment or like the, the top but it can be a sticker as you say the name of the designer which they could uh, try to use i think there are so many things you can do with ar from the phone in the physical life and uh, it just depends on your creativity that's why web3 is so interesting because it's unknown it's something what we are all building since uh, since a pretty long time as we as we understand uh like nfc technology was so much time ago developed right like 10 years ago or more uh, and it's still growing. So we have so much time to go and to learn from each other. Uh, I've got a question. Absolutely. And, oh, go ahead, Brendan. Oh, sure. Thanks. Uh, Svetlana, can you uh, expound upon the, the AR filters and the the different implementations of that by different companies? Or, or I'm just interested in finding a little bit more about, about how that's uh, evolving. Thanks. Yeah, sure, sure, of course. Uh, like, for example, you imagine you are using any e-commerce website where you would like to uh, see different garments. You want to buy a T-shirt, for example, but you are not sure if it, this size would suit you, right? And you can try AR filter, which uh, they promote on their website together with this T-shirt, and you could try and actually see the size of exactly uh, this item, right and you can understand yeah. if it fits you if it is like big sleeves or like short sleeves or how it looks like because for example sometimes when you go on even zara you cannot understand how garment looks in real life uh because they use some super fancy modeling pictures and you cannot really understand okay is it long is it short how it will suit me because the model is maybe very tall or it's very thin i'm i have another size i'm looking differently so how it will suit me without actually going to the store and buying the item so it can decrease the amount of uh, returns and it can actually benefit the brand as well so this yeah, is one that. i think there, of the best examples there's a uh, there's a company called concepts to connections um, I sent that to Maximilian in a, in a private DM, um, and they're you know they're they're doing just that right. This is the whole thing you know. So basically, uh, they ha they they have multiple different implementations. Uh, you know, you have a, a monitor, you jump in front of the monitor. There's AR, the AR puts the dress on you, but they're also doing some other things on the back end in terms of uh, in clothing in terms of clothing design, where you can uh, order order the material from them and they'll fab the dress for you and i believe even drop ship it to you so i, I get all that um, but my question is is actually more in terms of on the specifically the ar filters and uh like where do you get them <laughs> like is it uh, is specific to different um uh social media um platforms or or, or what like what, what's the implementation uh, of the AR filters? Yeah, I can go on it, but I think Stella, maybe you would like to, to jump on this, uh, on this question. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Hi, Brennan. Um, maybe... <laughs> oh, it's so nice being here. <laughs> um, yeah, so there are different options, right? Um, I mean, I just, I just was approached by someone who really, really wants to do AR filters on on uh, Instagram, 
which I'm like so against, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you know me. Um, so that's an option, right? Especially if you already have an audience. So you can do it with Spark AR and, you know, Meta Facebook essentially in cahoots. You can do it on, on and with Snapchat. Uh, the application for that is Lens Studio. And uh, I'm personally testing out right now um, a filter, Get Filter, uh, which is really nice. And I'm testing out Zero Ten app uh, because uh, I'm doing a collaboration with them. So I think uh, Svetlana, yeah, she's already dropping like 100 stars in here. I think Zero Ten app is probably the way to go, especially for full body garments. Um, so I think it also really depends on what is the audience you want to hit, right? Um, so I think that's the question you should ask yourself or the brand you're working for, whatever, first, and then identify the app to go with. And of course, there are also software development kits. So worst comes to worst, and you really want to do a standalone thing, I guess GitHub would be the best base, place to start and look for um, pieces of code. Svetlana! <laughs> You're taking over? <laughs> yeah, I wanted just to add that I completely agree with what you said. It depends on the audience, depends also on the country, not only on the audience, but also on the country. Because I noticed that in Europe here, we don't use a lot Snapchat. It's completely unpopular. So for me personally, and for different brands, what I recommend, why would they ask the audience to download Snapchat if they can ask, for example, download 010, where is a little bit better quality? For them, it's no matter, right, what to download, for example, because they still have to download something. But uh, so you at first have to understand which audience is in the front of you and what you are trying to do. If you are trying to do the piece of clothing, if you are trying to do the earrings, or if you are just trying to do something for the face, of course, uh, there are different programs for every use case. Yeah, I, take it away, Stella. Yeah, can I add to this? Because you're absolutely right. The other thing is also limitations of the different apps. So while you while you would have, um, for example, Snapchat works, I want to say, fairly well with everything like earrings, right? And more like face tracking stuff. Like that's something that is a limitation right now of 010 app. They actually cannot handle um, like face accessories right now. And so... Uh, that is another question, right? But then, for example, face accessories, probably, like, I've seen a lot of really, really great work from Mexicano on Instagram, our good friend. He's not here right now, no? Hafi doesn't here. Damn. Like, he's really, he has really, like, the filter game with filter on, and he does really good, good work with everything face tracking. So the filter stuff, it works so, so, so well for face tracking. So that also depends. So it's the audience and it's the product, because if you want to sell earrings and you're trying to get the Stano 010 app, you will be very disappointed. Right now, sorry, I don't want to shame them into it, but <laughs> right now it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, because they have different focus. Of course, they're focused on movements, on the body tracking. Of course, I don't think uh, it's disappointing. It's just the different uh, brand identities and what they're looking for at uh, first place. Because Snapchat is also cool for... Uh, games in the world, right? As well as Instagram, they are cool to create some uh, in-world experience. So you can do like um, I'm not sure how does it call in win in English, like a galaxy entrance or the portal or something like this. And I think it's cool and it's great and it's interesting. But Zero Ten is more focused on garments and clothing, and I believe there will be much more applications for in like during this year 
where you can actually uh, sell your AR filter uh, as a clothing. And for sure, we will see how AI also will affect it because AI is not only about creating the pictures, but also about uh, creating music, copy, copy, um, yeah, like website copy, blog copy, email copy, but also about learning how our body move, uh, are moving, how like persons are moving, how like our hair are affecting the the garment how the garment looks if uh, a person has long hair so ai is much more and much uh, deeper than just uh, what we are experiencing right now i can add to that actually oh yes of course please do we love your insight so so uh yeah i'll just mention so um i guess by trade i'm i'm a uh geek (laughs) full everything from binary all the way up to ai ai and beyond i think the next stuff but um, we are all here in web3r geeks i think (laughs) but also the finest of the fine the finest the finest (laughs) it's fun to be a geek now it used to not be so but um so i'll say uh what's what's really phenomenal you know to, to 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 really get your socks blown off you know, is 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 if you follow some of the stuff that's been going on with uh, with the company called Nvidia, Nvidia, right? Because they're the company that is the the leader in making the graphics cards, right? So they're making all the algorithms. Well, that, that, let me say it a different way. That's really not a great way to describe it. They're making the the hardware, and on that hardware that they've been developing for decades <laughs> allows for all this AI to run on. And and to your point about hair, right? They've been developing uh, the algorithms for, for doing uh, hair and hair flow. And all this is based on model simulations, uh, physics simulations, particle simulations. Uh, and it is unbelievable. I mean, it is, it is just outstanding. And, you know, if you really want to great, get a, a real feeling for what this is, uh, where it's at, where it's going, um, go out and see the latest movie of Avatar, <laughs> right? Because it's 100% they're using those algorithms, okay? <laughs> it, it, it's just amazing, okay? And this this is going to trickle down to what we're talking about here. I hope that's helpful for everybody. I think I rugged. I don't hear anybody. <laughs> No, no, we're all giving oh. you 100s oh, and hand claps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all we're all agreeing with you. We're in agreement, 100. Um, percent Yeah. Also, yeah, uh, I think we need a few minutes to process uh, this information because about the avatar, it's uh, actually very interesting. Imagine in the future, you can see uh, them actually, I don't know, some QR code pop-ups at the end uh, of the screen and you can scan it and like wear what they're wearing in into the movie and you can, I don't know, purchase this AR filter and get it for yourself. I think it will be something incredible. Like we just have to see what's coming up in the future. Absolutely. Well, let me jump in here and share something that I'm doing because that's certainly, as I always like to say, It certainly will not take anything away from what I'm doing to share. But uh, so in my augmented reality explorations, I'm exploring and using QR codes as a part of the augmented reality experience that comes up when you activate, when you trigger it. So like when you look at the artwork, you don't see any QR code. But once you start the activation, uh, it comes up maybe at the end. So it kind of shows you an experience and then it offers you a place to go for more. 
Yeah, that's actually very interesting. I remember this year, last year, sorry, I'm still in processing 2022. <laughs> uh, there was a, um, a fashion runway just made by QR codes and people would need to use Snapchat, if I'm not wrong, to scan these QR codes. And the models were wearing just like huge QR codes and people would see the garment, uh, the clothing, the actual clothing, just as by uh, scanning these QR codes. And I think it's fun and engaging. And of course, it's an experience, uh, but uh, I'm not sure where it will uh, lead us in the future. Maybe the QR codes will be much smaller or some other elements will uh, start playing as well. So the models will be wearing just uh, completely black track suits and uh, we will be able to see the whole experience uh, in real life accessing our phones. Absolutely. It, it's going to get extraordinarily um, interesting because, yeah. you know, when you could, the things you can do, QR codes, but well, fundamentally what they are, are they're just pointers, right? They're computational pointers, um, not very different than NFTs, right? Uh, but what becomes very, very interesting is when we begin to think about how all these systems uh, basically integrate together in very, very uh, expressive ways. Right, so you can clearly have the case when you throw in vision vision systems, right, where you're you're taking the QR code and you're not you don't have to you know you don't even need to have it printed, right? You can just have it you can have it rendered, you can have it projected onto a surface, right? And then you can have another system that's analyzing that, and it could be you know <laughs> depending on how things are done, it could it could be done so that it's not not even visible, right? So it's invisible. Right or invisible to the naked eye, so so things are going to get really, really interesting, really, really fast. And I hope that is useful for people to think about. Yes, absolutely. I have a question. Sorry, what did you mean exactly by invisible uh, QR codes? So, uh, yeah, if somebody wants to answer this question, of course, go ahead. Well, I, I don't think anybody's going to answer it because I just thought about it off the top of my head right now. <laughs> but you know. It's, 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 you know, clearly the case that you can, you can take, uh, you know, a, a, a QR code and you can project it onto something, but, uh, you know, the ability for another system to actually perceive that from a vision standpoint, it doesn't mean that it has to be, the, the other system just has to be able to, 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 to read it, but that doesn't mean you have to see it, right? So clearly it's, an, it could, it, would, it could be invisible, right? I think I just invented. Sure. I think I just invented something. <laughs> uh, that's, but then it's really interesting. Um, I think the, Jacob, would you speak on this? Because I was totally thinking, but this is tag chapters territory right here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. So the only thing I know to date right now that uh, would quote unquote make it sort of invisible would be if you take uh, quantum dots and there's ways to code the quantum dots like a QR code and it would be invisible or like, uh, you know, almost near invisible to the naked eye. You could only see it with infrared. But uh, however, when the phones pull out, you could still see it. So uh, do some research on quantum dots. And uh, that yeah, that right there could solve that issue. So there's a lot of cool things moving in with that. Um, you know, actually putting the QR code anywhere and then making it a visible is something that now you have to actually have that in person conversation to let them know that's there so they can then pull out their phone, you know, so it's a little more challenging. They can't just pull out their phone and scan it because it's invisible, you know, so so there's a little language barrier you would have to get through. But uh, other than that, it is quite possible. Yeah, yeah. I'll vouch for uh, um, uh, is that tag tap? I'm sorry, tapper. 
Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. There, there there's uh, that implementation that people are also exploring. I see that we have a hand raised. Joshua would like to make a comment. I'm assuming on AR, and then um, if no one has any further on AR, I have another question I'd like to pose to the group that I think is very interesting. Joshua, go ahead. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, similar to Brendan, but um, later, <laughs> not quite as early as, as the late 90s, I was in the, the first generation of VR and then also AR. And early in AR technology, um, you used markers. Uh, and so a QR code is kind of a way to like, you know, like you're saying, uh, trigger an activation of, of um, this experience or whatever. But um, you can also just use markers to kind of act as like the anchor on which the augmented reality um, is placed. And so you can make AR quote unquote invisible by just using some kind of marker that you wouldn't think is a marker. You know, it could be a logo or something like that. Um, so when I was in working in AR, um, you know, 10 years ago, it was just some kind of graphic, you know, that you would use. So, so I feel like you could still do that and it would feel seamless, I guess maybe is, is more of what I'm talking about, like making it seamless. It's not literally invisible. It's just something that you wouldn't normally think of as, um, as helping the augmented reality work is sort of integrated into the environment and you don't have to see it as this separate thing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with Joshua. Uh, I have seen a few apps out there. I will try to do my research and post them to our groups, but um, they do use the points from an image. So you can take your image, it will calculate the points you want to use from it. And then from that, you can either screen print or lay that image out onto the garment and then it would pick up on those key points and generate just like Joshua was talking about. I say it. I have to. Say, I have to say it's so wonderful to have uh, a bunch of geeks in the room and and a bunch of fashion folks. This is just awesome. <laughs> yeah, fashion, absolutely. Fashion in tech. It's incredibly amazing when you start to dive into that. I completely agree. So I have a question. I'm very interested in everyone's opinion on this. How do you think digital fashion will affect the dollar value consumers give to physical apparel? I've got a thought on that. How do we? Okay, I would love to hear it. Yes, let's go for it. And then we'll go to Mo and then Jacob. I think we're entering the extreme uh, realm of, you know, print on demand. I mean, I think it's going to be very interesting. And that's my comment. Right on. Mo, Jacob, and then Stella, please. I'd love to hear your opinions on it. Wow, I'm happy that you brought the print on demand into that. Because um, as myself, you guys know, I mentioned I, I do physical to digital. And I will say I've learned a lot, especially being in the digital space, because one of the things that come with, with like this like industrial revolution that we're living through is the globalization, right? Where it's like your audience is now even bigger, which is why this technology is so important to continue to connect your audience because... Um, I actually make physical tie-dyes that are like one of ones, but like, even for example, um, <laughs> excuse me, Stella is one of my collectors, but she's like, don't even ship it to me because it's never going to make it here. 
<laughs> so I'm always trying to catch when she makes it into like the states or something like that or like I made a digital twin so she also helped make like the digital uh, t-shirt of it and it's actually on her avatar Alana so I always offer the physical and digital version and now I've even transformed that into like metaverse ready assets so it's like oh you can put them in your metaverse space and um one of the things that I do is get patterns from my physical to again, like use those digital patterns now on things and on physical merch that you can get or in your metaverse space. So it's like you can have the physical mug in your space or in real life. And so, again, using these technologies like NFTs and the digital asset to be able to reach a bigger audience is what I think is um, powerful when you combine the two. Well, Mo, let me ask you specifically. So how do you think that digital fashion will affect the value to the consumer of, oh, yes. apparel, of apparel that does not have a digital twin or does not have a digital component? How do you think yes. it will affect the value of that for the consumer? Uh, and sorry for that. That was the correct question. So I actually think it becomes more valuable because now I make one t-shirt and I'm like, you know, this is an exclusive one of one. And now I have I make like nine patterns and then I'll put those patterns on like flyers for social media. Like I said, other merch that I'm using for all other things so that this uh, audience is becoming aware of the digital pattern and the digital side. But then there's like this one physical real object that it came from. And I think that is valuable and appreciated. And in the long term, those one of ones are going to just continue to increase in value as their digital assets grow as well. And, so and that's I'm how hearing... I encourage everyone to have a digital twin. Like, I think you lose value in your physical if you don't have the digital asset. Because, you know, just like we have a digital mall. So it's just like even gamifying, again, interacting with your community. We're going into a new generation where you can't just say, buy my art because it's you know, nice, like uh, the next generation wants more. And I think it's fair. And, and I think that's how we have a society that is like that, that encourages people to want to join communities um, and, you know, really add value to it. I think it makes communities more valuable as well. I think it increases the value all around, honestly. I agree. That's beautiful. Agree. Um, and uh, I'd like to go to Jacob now and then Stella and then Joshua. <laughs> We appreciate it again, Max. Thank you for letting us speak, of course. And, you know, we think it's going to obviously uh, there's going to be the the digital age, so to speak. As of now, we're living through it now. You know, pieces, digital garments are selling for thousands and thousands of dollars. We've made money off of them. We can continue to make money off of them. But I think where the, the flip will happen is once they're as affordable as other shirts. So once you start putting out $25, $30 t-shirts with tech embedded into them, which we are doing, that will start changing. Why should I buy this one? That's more money that doesn't offer this. And that's where people start getting in the realization that this is the future. Like we should be having this. We should be driving the cost as low as possible. However, if you offer X, Y, and Z through the digital, then you can hike the price up because it's a more valuable piece, you know? So just depending on what events, you know, um, mu musicians have a amazing opportunity here to be actually using token gated merchandise for the concerts and things of that nature. So like, there's just a lot of cool things in each industry that, uh, having either a digital twin or tech embedded merchandise can advance. And then uh, I think it just makes a smoother connection process for the whole world. 
So exciting. The social technology of fashion just gets me so, so hyped. But don't even let me go there. Let me pass the mic now to Stella. Jacob, thank you so much for your valuable insights. Stella, Joshua, and then we'll go to Brendan. Hey, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to crush the mood now, right? Crush it, um, crush it. We're ready. <laughs> now, uh, I think, like, we, you know, we're all here in this room right now because we agree on those things. Uh, but point is, the majority of people doesn't even know we exist and we're having this talk right now. I'm so sorry for being a mood crusher. I'm so, so sorry. Um, and I think um, a few things, right, that practical things that we might do about it. It's, it's just, you know, obviously in Alana, we think about this a lot, is um, how can we streamline uh, specific processes, right, in manufacturing? How can we get uh, young designers, but eventually also bigger companies to shift their gears towards an on-demand production process? Because right now, fashion companies, the same as, you know, any kind of company, they're driven by Excel sheets, right? There needs to be um, a stakeholder-worthy um, finance sheet at, at the end of a year or at the beginning of a year, actually, for budget planning. Mm, so that your stakeholders will say, hey, this is a great idea, right? So not being able to say at the beginning of, you know, a new year, what is your estimated uh, worth of production and what's the cost that it will probably need is going to be still a problem. And so the real question is not, you know, how much we like it and how, you know, amazing we think this is for music musicians, for example, right? There's two things. Uh, one is, I know, I know we're sick of this word. One part is onboarding, right? And making it super easy, but also, and that has come up a lot in Web3 gaming, you know, is like convinced with your product that your product is actually worth it to be adopted. So a lot of uh, Web3 gaming right now suffers from the fact that people really only play it as long as they can make money off of it. It's not because they enjoy playing the game. So instead of, you know, trying to involve all the kind of like cool, crazy new technology we geeks, like Brenda mentioned, find so exciting, right? How about we talk to our consumers and be like, what do you guys actually want? And yeah, I'm saying this absolutely knowingly that I tend to fail at this a lot right i'm not saying this because i got this figured out okay i'm, I'm gonna stop mood crushing now <laughs> we need listen let me, let me let me say this is very important no dish is perfect without salt so bring your salt <laughs> yeah absolutely it's a discussion so i think it's interesting we share dif completely different opinions on this topic Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for not kicking me out. <laughs> Bring that salt. Shake it. Shake it. Uh, uh, shake it. Shake it. So, um, Joshua, would you like to respond? <laughs> and then we'll go to Brendan and then Svetla and then Lana. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's actually a perfect segue into into what I was going to say. So thank you, Stella. Um, I yeah, I was. So I guess my answer to your question is, I think uh, physical is going to drop in value, but having a digital component could help uh, prop up the tail, so to speak, if you get what I'm saying. So I think it will, it could help it. Um, it could help reduce the amount that the value is going to drop. Um, and so I was actually talking with, uh, a person who's in the digital space yesterday um, 
had a great conversation and she works for a very large manufacturer who creates garments for um, high performance technical clothing brands, you know, like um, North Face, Under Armour, that kind of thing. And she was saying um, that she, she, it was, it was her insight, not mine. I'm, I'm still a beginner in the space, but um, she was saying that, yeah, the, the demand, the value is dropping. And as a result, these large clothing brands are trying to um, find ways to make their processes more efficient, you know, um, drive down the cost so that they can keep their, their profits going. Um, so yeah, I think there is incentive to try and figure out a way to, to keep the value high because it's, it's dropping, um, at least for them. And so I do think that's important. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, she was, she was kind of talking about how, um, you know, the, it's still not a, a set conclusion that, um, that fidgetal is going to be successful. You know, a lot of people are just still making experiments, trying things out, seeing, seeing what works and what doesn't. Um, but there is at least some incentive to, to try something, um, because of that, you know, need to, to keep the value high. So. Interesting insights. Let's go to Lana now, please, and then Brendan, and then we've got a new person that's joined us on the stage, and we'll let them introduce themselves before they share. So let's go ahead, go for it. Thank you, Maxi. Uh, well, I actually wanted to know that coming back to my previous uh, information about the e-commerce stores, I think in the future consumers will actually want to see more experimentations with digital fashion and metaverses. I remember reading one of the articles where they say that Gen Z will spend about five, six hours a day in the metaverse in the nearest five years. So I believe that in some cases, consumers would even see a brand for, for, for the first time in the metaverse. In the other cases, consumers would prefer having maybe a digital asset together with a physical asset. So they're looking alike in both spaces, like physical and digital. Just as Mo mentioned before, I do agree with her, since the digital fashion will actually influence the consumer behaviors where they might prefer brands going with digital twins instead of just physical items. I think digital fashion NFTs and wearables in general can unlock so, so many possibilities for traditional brands, such as creating like the community and building the, the loyalty around the brand. Also education itself, support, and just as uh, Jacob mentioned, can be used as passes for special events, VIP parties, fashion weeks, and so on. So I think definitely answering your question, definitely digital fashion will for sure affect uh, the dollar value, absolutely. Uh, Brandon, you would like to go ahead? Yeah, sure. Yeah, great. Um, I have two comments, but I'll, I'll start off with the first and give a pause. Uh, the first comment is, one thing that I see happening is, you know, the whole nature of, of the brand is certainly going to change. The thing which I see happening would be this, this dematerialization, right? So in some regards, the brands that survive will become even maybe even more powerful, right? But because we're entering into this print-on-demand world uh, and manufacture-on-demand and all of these kinds of things, uh, the 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 whole process of of making stuff for fashion and for and for everything is, is going to radically change. So there's going to be this dematerialization, 
But with that dematerialization comes this whole new, um, you know, spontaneously evolving a company, uh, uh, you know, uh, economy, right? And companies, right? So, you know, it might be the case that, you know, there's just going to be all these different collectives of, you know, manufacturing houses, printing houses, this and that. And, and you as a consumer is the, the line between being a consumer and being a producer is going to become very, very blurry because I'm going to be a consumer. I'm going to join a DAO. That, that DAO is going to uh, have at its uh, resources the ability to manufacture certain things. People will jump into other DAOs to do other kinds of things. And you kind of get the idea here. It's going to be very, very interesting in terms of the, the blurring the lines of, of brands and consumers and, and producers. I'd like to throw that into the mix. That's very interesting. Uh, I see that we have a new friend that's joined us. We have New York Culture Club. So uh, let's give our friends an opportunity to introduce themselves and speak on the topic. And then we'll go back to our friend Mo. Hey, everyone, and thanks for having me. I'm Brian Yurichek. I'm the founder of New York Culture Club. I, I know some of the people in this room and have spoken with many of you, but we are a lifestyle and tech-enabled uh, brand. We make both physical uh, and digital twins of our physical items. Um, we use near-field communications chipping, much like TagTapper, uh, to create unique experiences. And I think this kind of goes back to what Stella was saying, but the normal consumer outside of kind of the techies and, and people in this room, they're going to ask what's in it for me and what's in it for me yesterday, right? Like what's this going to do for me? Um, and I think that it's really up to the brand to understand their why and then communicate that why and align that with the various forms of technology that they're using um, and making sure that that why is resonating through those new channels. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. That that's 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 extraordinarily important. And 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 I think what will happen is is several things. I think that we're going to develop the the you know the 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 rubrics the 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 the, uh, the strategies the um, the algorithms the 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 you know, the platforms for, for, for doing those exact things. Um, but on the other hand, uh, it, it, it's going to be a, uh, just, just an evolving discovery process for all. Yeah. And, and I think Joshua, you, you had it right too. Um, I think what you were trying to say is that the goods and ser or the services provided around a particular good that is sold might provide more even monetary value longer term to the brand than the sale of the good itself. Right. And, and, and in fact, that's the same with the value, right? So this garment can be a physical garment that I bought and it can clothe me and house me and keep me warm, right? And have that actual utility component of, of just shelter for you. Um, but then if I'm a health and fitness brand, maybe it gets me into the building. Maybe it administers my subscription to that fitness center. Maybe it can reward me if um, I've ran a certain distance. Um, all sorts of different services and connections um, that can be forged um, but we need to, like Stella said, pay attention to what what is the normal consumer really care about and what are they demanding and how can we bridge that 
um, to capture their consciousness and, and kind of bring more people into the conversation. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, it's New York Culture Club there. I'm trying to get your name, but. Brian. Oh, Brian. Yeah, Brian, Brian is my yeah, Brian. Yes. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And, and, and you know, it, it, what's really fascinating in all this is, is, you know, the computability part, the, 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 the affordances, the utility part, you know, the, at the end of the day, you know, what, what's the higher good, the moonshot, the, you know, what are these, uh, the fashions that, you know, that, that we're wearing in the communities that we're building? Um, you know, it's interesting because it, it, fashion historically has been about, you know, lots of things. I don't need to explain that here. You all know that more than I do. But, it, you know, it, it's it's kind of been more about, you know, about the look and, and, and the social part. But we're entering a place where it, it's 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 about this computable part, right? You, you, you know, you wear a fashion, but your fashion now actually, because it's embodied with computation, um, can can do things, right? It can compute. It can, it can, it can, you know, <laughs> transfer money, right? It can, um, you know, be embodied with algorithms to, to, you know, understand and know about, you know, carbon credits and, and solve, you know, global warming. And, you know, there are all sorts of crazy things. So our clothing will become computational, both literally and, and in, in, in the abstract, right? And this will be the things that, you know, we're all going to be creating. That's all I have to say. I hope it Love it. Yeah, it, yeah. That's our catchphrase. Culture is code. Culture is code, literally, and culture is the code that we live by. I, I, that is so fascinating. I love. I, that. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's very interesting. In fact, wow, <laughs> it's a quote of the of the today uh, today space. Uh, I'd like to just for historical purposes. Um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention. Um, so back in around 97 or so at the MIT Media Laboratory, there was the pi there was the pioneer in this, and her name was Maggie Orth. And Maggie was the one who was literally uh, making garments with, uh, with, with uh, basically electronic thread, compu you know, thread that carried current and, and it was computable, you know. <laughs> I mean, so that's, that's if you want to know the origins of this stuff go go google maggie orth um but it's gonna get wild. that is fascinating yeah. i love that i love this um discovery that you're sharing with us and and you know so, we, on, on that regard too you know at the time we had the uh the wearable computing group group um you know this was before you know when you couldn't you couldn't actually bring a computer with you right computers weren't mobile I know it's a little radical to think about that now, <laughs> but you know the wearable computing group. You know they they um, they were the first ones to you know strap thirty pound batteries around their waist, and you know do crazy things like um, like Steve Mann, you know broadcast the first first uh, first video from out there out and you know out on the street. You know, but this idea of, of you know all these things have a really long history that that hasn't been told. But. I don't know. I hope that's helpful. But definitely look up Maggie Orth. Well, it's definitely interesting. And that's one of the things that we love about digital fashion and the ability to actually literally embed the histories that make the wearing and the ownership of the garments that much more meaningful. 
makes it very exciting to know these kinds of things. Mo, you had your hand raised earlier. Uh, is there something you'd like to share? And then um, we're so interested to hear from Mexicano uh, if you'd like to share something as well. Awesome. Yes, I've in definitely enjoyed the conversation today. Um, I just wanted to touch back and offer some insight because I definitely see the kids and how they're using it. When you said they'll be in the metaverse for five you know, hours a day, they're already in it. When you hear them talking about like Roblox and Minecraft and Fortnite, I was surprised because my four-year-old has been asking me to play Roblox. And I'm like, first of all, he's homeschooled. So I'm like, how do you even know about it? I mean, I, I try to keep him very aware and up to date anyways. But I was surprised when like, I guess the path that I put him on has kind of, you know, led him to that. And I'm like, sure, let's try it out and see. And it's a lot like the metaverses that I'm in. And he's familiar with, you know, seeing our metaverses. And it was interesting because the concept in Roblox of nobody has ever been in it is it's like each room is like a different game. And to play like one of the rooms is something simple like a laundry room. And like you just pick up all the laundry and, you know, kind of put in the washing machine. But to play the game, you have to buy the basket. And the basket is a few, like maybe five Robux. But, you know, you do that. And then you can play the next game, which you like smash a car, but you have to buy the mallet. And so when we talk about like how we can even understand how they're like using this technology already, it will help us as those producers. And also, again, how someone said, you know, again, that line is blurring, though, because also a lot of the um, tools is to help creators become producers as well. And so, again, a lot of the value goes into education, especially being early and also just people being early, having that advantage on building communities in your ecosystem, uh, joining other ecosystems that align with your values. And again, just really seeing these tools, seeing all the ways that they're being used and trying it and getting involved to like help build this future because it's happening and you're in, you know, it's happening for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's also what we are doing right now. We are sharing so much information between each other from completely different points of view, because, for example, before I didn't hear at all about invisible QR codes. And now I went to Google and actually BBC wrote an article in 2012 about invisible QR codes, which are combating counterfeiting goods and like uh, they are used mostly in uh, money printing, currency printing and things like that. And it's very interesting because it was existing so much time on the market and now maybe we can implement it in fashion as well because what is fashion actually nowadays? It's a mix of different industries together, not only tech, but also as you can see, maybe we can gather something, we can get something from food industry as well for the supply chain maybe. Maybe we can get something from Uber as well to learn more about how they're operating and things like that. So fashion is really very fascinating because you combine so many industries together. Who's just said something? <laughs> <laughs> that was so... <laughs> Mexicano. <laughs> Please, we'd love to hear your insight. Uh-oh, uh, Mexicano, are you not able to share with us at this moment? Okay, okay. Um, are you rubbed? Maybe throw up a heart if you're rubbed. Uh, okay, so uh, he's going to go down and come back. Um, in the meantime, uh, go ahead, New York, if you'd like to speak. And uh, Mexicano, I'm going to invite you again as a speaker. And just respecting everyone's time, I just want to announce we just passed the top of the hour. So I'm going to pass the mic to New York. 
and then we'll try to get Mexicano if, if they can share. And then we will go back to all the ones that are on the stage and allow everyone to share your last words. Definitely please share anything you'd like in the comments in the net and mention any drops or events that you have upcoming and uh, let us know how we can help each other today. Go for it, New York. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, everyone. Um, so I'll give my, my closing remarks now, but I, I appreciate it. And, and I hope to be showing up a little more in, in these venues um, and, and having more good conversations like this. Um, I just wanted to quickly comment on the history of things. That's such a very important thing, thing especially when we're trying to get others and, and major industry players to kind of adopt these technologies. Knowing the history behind these things and how they have been used before is not only super relevant to us improving upon the limitations or things that have failed prior, um, but also um, just just really communicating that we're aware of it and we know where it's come from and we we have that history and we've done you know the hard work. Um, that that goes a really long way to showing others that you're really serious about it. And that that helps improve some of those conversations with larger brands um, and, and, and show that you're informed, uh, you know, on how these things have been used in the past. That definitely speaks volumes because um, sometimes knowing the history of something can help us determine what's going on in the future. It's kind of like, you know, those of us who, who, do, who do trading, you know. You're looking at the candles. You're looking at what's happened in the past to help you predict what might possibly happen going forward. I see that we've got our friend back on the stage, Mexicano. We'd love to hear your insights. Are you able to share? Yes, thank you, uh, Maxine. Um, it's actually pronounced Mexicano. How to? Good to see you all. Good to see you, Brian, Svetana. Hi, guys. Just wanted to share. We were talking about gaming, and we were talking about babies. I'm not a baby, but I'm still a gamer. And I just wanted to uh, give my insights on, you know, digital fashion and gaming. I've been playing games. I've, I'm still playing games. I am a Gen Z, barely. I'm 26 years old. I think from 1996 and up, you are uh, you are a Gen Z. But okay, I still play video still games. We are still Gen Z. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, let's go. <laughs> We're still Gen Z. Um, but yeah, so there, there was this, uh, like, battle of, like, OG gamers trying to concern about you know nfts into the gaming space and i think it's because you know traditionally games you would buy a game and you will own the game you play the game and then you get items right but then you know they changed the business model because i don't know it wasn't working they're trying to find something new and i think i saw this more like in mobile games so like candy crush and like like clash of clans and stuff like that they switched to a model where you can pay to win so you would have to spend more money to have more power inside of, of a game, which is kind of what gamers don't want. Like, sure, you can have a you can have like skins in the game and stuff like that. But we talk about like giving I don't know like computational power to skins. You don't want them to 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 give you an advantage inside of the games because what's it that, like? It's just we're just gonna bring you know those troubles from the real world into into the games, and it doesn't make sense. It's not fair for everybody. Like it's it's a fair shot to you know everyone has the same opportunity to get this item. Right. But like not because you necessarily have a lot of money, like maybe the skill is something different. Uh, but yeah, like nowadays, like the skins, like, uh, you know, we, we we know like the, the, the children's uh, games. Right. But like we know Roblox, we know uh, Fortnite, but there's other like triple A games that people play nowadays. That maybe it's more like like battling, but there's also like skins. Right. And again, these skins don't necessarily 
give you more power. Maybe they give you uh, the confidence. Some say that they are still like paid to win because you know they spend more time with the sound design, with the with the with the with the clothing design, with all of this kind of stuff, and it might give you a sense of you know this skin uh, is giving me powers, but not necessarily. It's just cosmetics. It's just like Fortnite. It just changes the the look. But yeah, I just wanted to share that inside that you know we are we are gamers out here. We're looking up for digital fashion. My my my, my avatar, like I use augmented reality to use uh, these digital masks, right? And I'm just really excited about all of this. Thank you for all the space. Uh, if you have any questions about you know stuff that I do, uh, welcome to respond. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing it. Thank you. I think it's uh, always interesting to think about digital fashion from the point of gaming, of course, because it was uh, used exactly as skins since a long, long, long time when we even maybe didn't think about digital fashion, like think about Sims, you know, I was a little kid playing Sims, but there were skins, there were, di there were digital fashion and you could customize your avatar, you know how we say it right now, but at that time it was uh, like selecting clothes for my personality. I am not sure how we were calling actually it in the past. It was completely different. You would not even call it avatar, I think, like in Sims, you know, maybe in other games, yes. However, it's interesting point to consider regarding the Fortnite. I actually talked to my brother who is 11 years old and he told me that they are selecting the skins in Fortnite, not by uh, the skills and power, but by the way it looks uh, when you're moving around because female skins, for example, are smaller. So you can see from behind the avatar, more things around so you don't want to buy a huge um a huge skin a huge garment a huge persona you know the huge avatar which is uh, not helping you to see what is uh, uh what is in the front of you so it's always interesting to think about how kids you know are seeing this world and it's always interesting to think how because perception of kids is completely different maybe for us the skin is fancy it's uh, it's maybe better for um, uh for some, I don't know, some additional value, but for the kid, it's uh, much more interesting to wear the skin, which just helps him to see it, you know? <laughs> it's uh, curious to think from gaming perspective. Um, do you remember who was next? Uh, Javel or uh, Jacob, one of you two, and then Brendan. I'm oh, sorry, can I go? Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Hello. Yeah. Nice to hear your Hello. voice, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, I, I, I just want to say that I wanted to add some points, but then after what I heard, it's like, oh, man, you all are amazing, guys. You're like, I will definitely, you know, we, we need to make more spaces about this and get deeply because there's a lot of things that we need to cover. And I would love, you know, also to Joshua, Brendan, you know, Mexicano, we already know each other. But, you know, if you guys can, you know, uh, jump in with Maximilian, some chat so we, we, have, we have some very cool project that we might, you know, need some assistance with those, you know, your knowledge. So, you know, if you can, it will be lovely. And so, guys, I need to go right now. I wanted to jump in so to say thank you, everyone. And I will see you next Friday if we in the space. I will tag you, everyone. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank Bye -bye. you. Thanks to you. Thank you. Big love, Javo. Javo. Me and my American language. Uh, Jacob, please uh, take it away, and then we'll go to Brendan. If you would like me to, I do believe Brendan raised his hand before I did, so I was oh, just giving him okay. the opportunity to speak before me. Okay, yes, please. Brendan, please go ahead, and then we'll go to Jacob, and then uh, we'll do the wrap-up, unless someone has a direct response to whatever Brendan or Jacob says. Oh, sure, great. A closing remark is something that may, uh, might be really useful for uh, those, those with a, you know, 
in the in, in the fashion domain, and it is uh, you know learning to think like a geek, right? Uh, learning to think in systems, right? Because really, what these things are about are are systems. And if you start to think about systems, then you'll 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 just get a better better feeling for it all. And one of the ways that it's it, that is really really useful when you're thinking about systems is thinking about what can go wrong, like how do you blow them up, right? And I got to be thinking about this in the comment that uh, I think it was Mexicali made, if I have that right, I'm not quite sure. But um, and his comment was uh, he was talking about uh, play to win. Well, you know, there's the construct that's the opposite of that, play to lose. Well, if you think about play to lose, well, that's kind of diabolic, right? <laughs> Why would you ever want to think about that, right? But, you know, if you start to think about what can go wrong, you know, or the things that you, you wouldn't really necessarily want to build, you'll, you'll discover a lot more about, about the kinds of things you're actually building. Um, so I urge all the, 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 the folks in fashion to... To, to think more like geeks and, and systems. And, and I think, you know, all of us that are geeks are going to start to think a lot more about fashion. <laughs> I hope that helps. Your shares today have been so insightful and really a treat. It's been such a surprise, wonderful blessing to have you join us and you too as well, Joshua. And uh, I'd like to go now to Jacob. Yeah. So to double back down onto the gaming aspect, um, you know, we don't feel like giving an advantage in the world is proper. So we do agree on that, but we do think offering in real life utility back to the game is what's cool. So uh, we do have a partnership with uh, GT GTA five. We have a supercar and a pair of shoes in there where you can get up your avatar in them and drive around in your little Grand Theft Auto world in the, in the tag tapper supercar. So during these things, you know, we're offering, it digitally but then they also will get if they get the supercar a 118th scale replica of the car it will be embedded with the nfc tech so they could tap into it and verify they own it through missouri world so uh, there's a lot of cool things that you can actually do and same thing with the outfit and the shoes you know we can have the augmented reality the snapchat lens for them and then also you get to go into your game and play it so while you're hanging out with your friends you get to be like oh yeah i actually have these in a video game too so bringing that aspect to it is something we're wholly on board for and we we totally agreed that gaming should be a huge part of fashion and uh the skins that people wear should be offered in real life too so they can have hey maybe they want to dress up for halloween now they can have this special experience maybe they want to go to comic-con maybe they have a special event they want to go to there's a whole bunch of different cool things we can integrate with fashion and gaming and closing remarks uh thank you so much for hosting this space fashion fridays are my favorite Every one of you are my favorite, and I can't wait to see you and talk to you all again soon. Much love from the metaverse. So now I imagine the typical gift or gif of Maximilian, which is like, oh, you know, this female. So yeah. <laughs> Jacob, your passion, your passion. I love it. I could eat it. It's so palpable and tangible. I'm so grateful to have you uh, in my life. Now, um, Brendan, I see your hand raised. Did you have something more you wanted to share or no? Oh, no, I'm good. I, I, this has been wonderful, though. Thanks, everyone. Last question. Uh, does somebody coming, uh, is somebody coming for NFT Paris so we can meet physically? If someone, please uh, drop me a message for sure, because I would love to connect and uh, meet in physical world because it's also very important. 
Yeah, and if someone is going 100%. to Digital Fashion Week New York, uh, I'll probably see you there too. And you know what? It seems like a perfect time to remind everyone to uh, look above you, look beside you, look below you, and see if you're following that person. It's really important to stay in touch. And when you follow someone, I want to encourage you, don't just give them a follow. Check their link. Connect with them on LinkedIn. The reason I say this is because what if Twitter disappeared tomorrow? Exactly. What if it just was gone? Right? Yeah, it's so important for us to be connected in multiple places. You know, that's super important because we want to keep our networks alive and healthy. So, uh, Lana, would you like to give your closing remarks? Yeah, actually, I'm actually very surprised about this space because I have learned personally a lot and I'm going to Google many additional things because it's very interesting to see the perspective, as I mentioned many times, from uh, from different industries because I think the best and the successful uh, startups are the combination of completely, completely different uh, spheres and topics. So uh, thank you guys so much for letting us learn and grow together. Let's, uh, <clears throat> uh, let's build uh, the huge ecosystem where we shared information across many different channels just exactly as maximilian said because uh twitter is really sometimes not very stable so if one day it disappears what what are we gonna do and i think it's important also to share the names of each other because behind the brand there is always a person and it's always important to know the, the name and meet also in physical world that's why i'm asking if somebody's coming for nfc paris because it's amazing to see to know who is behind this PFP, who is behind the brand identity, and it's nice we learn from each other uh, as usual in physical world, maybe much more. Oh, those are so those are gems, straight up gems. I'd like to go to Mo now, and if anyone else would like to share a closing remark, please raise your hand. Mo, take it away. Yes, I definitely agree with you all. I ha I've learned a lot. I think every time we talk, you know, we learn something new. I'm about to go research Maggie Orth. Do some more digging on, you know, what's been happening before. Um, but yeah, I love the conversation. If anybody wants to actually hop into the metaverse, I'm actually having a Capricorn birthday bash today. Um, and I will also be showing my uh, Zodiac merch line because I do physical and then the metaverse ready digital twin. And everyone that comes will get a metaverse Capricorn mug for free that you'll be able to take home. So Make sure you follow me because I'll be dropping the link. And if you came to the gala, we'll actually be switching our template to that space. So you'll also get a notification early if you've been a part of our previous events. Because that's how we do it. Incentives. Woo! <laughs> so lovely. So lovely. Okay. And let's go to Joshua. And then we'll go to our friend Mexicano next. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks so much for having me. This was this was great. Um, I guess my closing remark would be, I think, um, on demand is going to be a really important thing for the future. Um, the woman who I was speaking with yesterday was saying, you know, there's this manufacturer, they make thousands of garments, but they have no minimums, you know, like they've, they've uh, set up their manufacturing process. So you can if you want to bring something from digital to physical or just even straight physical, you can have one piece. Um, so I think that's going to be important <clears throat> for the future. Uh, in terms of my upcoming events, um, I was invited uh, as a featured artist for AI Fashion Week through the Fashion AI Collective, FAIC. And so I'll be doing that February 2nd. Really excited. So thank you for having me. 
Thank you for being here. Wow, that is so exciting. And uh, let's go now to um, Mexicano, and then we will go to our friend Brendan, who I see has his hand raised to share. Thank you, Maxim. Yeah, I just want to share uh, also final remarks. It's my first time in this space, so thank you for the invite. Uh, very welcoming. I'll definitely be coming back. Uh, I know it's kind of new, but this is like the the old and like the way to pronounce uh, uh, Me Mexico. So it's like a mesh, like a 3D mesh. Uh, it's it's ah, an mesh, ancient okay. language and yeah it's not what so it's like mesh and I'm I'm trying also to discover new things so just just give you uh, the insight on that so yeah just like to save you all uh, some time uh, also like uh, shameless plug like if you're trying to look up what I do right now I'm focusing on, on augmented reality uh, I'm mainly using two platforms one of them is filter filter is uh, the web three camera so it is a separate application to create. Uh, face filters specifically they also do like body tracking but right now they have the best uh, what I believe to be the best um, uh, face tracking because they use iPhone's depth camera depth camera sensors right and every filter that you create is an NFT so that's where I create my work if you want to check it out that's what I use for my profile picture and I'm also using uh, Zero 010 Zero 010 is also to me like right now one of the best like uh, AR clothing uh, trying applications um, I am the community man manager there, so you you might see me around. Uh, but yeah, that's the two things that I do. If you want to reach out to me, uh, I release uh, tutorials on my Instagram and on my YouTube. Um, always free to share the the knowledge. Uh, I'm not gonna gatekeep anything. And once again, thank you, thank you for the space. I'll see you. I'll see you soon, definitely. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing information about the Sorry, Maximilian. I just wanted to uh, quickly add that uh, in the beginning of the space, I was speaking about the um, platform for AR, AR filters where you can purchase the filter uh, as uh, in a form of NFT. It's exactly this application. So thank you, uh, Mexicano. Yeah, yeah, Mexicano. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing, uh, for sharing this information with us. Mexicano, what were those two, two right. links? Um, and, and how do I DM you, actually? Oh, uh, yeah, let me follow you. I think we have to follow each other. Uh, the first one, the first application is Filta, F-I-L-T-A. You might find them here on Twitter by Get Filter. Uh, Get Filter, S-T-I-L-A? Yep, F-I-L-T-A. Like Filter, but F-I-L-T-A. And the reason that it's powerful is because they use Unity. So it's a game engine, so you should know. That is yeah. really powerful. And the other one is uh, 010. That's uh, Z-E-R-O. And then the number is 010. Um, and they, they make uh, their own uh, body tracking technology and body occlusion and uh, cloud simulation. So they have like a, like a, like a, they made like an in-house, uh, what is it called? Game engine, I think. So yeah, those are the two. Yeah. And then, and then how, what, uh, oh, you DM, you DM me. Great. Yes. And for just jumping in, just to, for some closure on that, uh, I haven't found a direct link on on Maggie Orth yet, but uh, I'll dig around more. But it, it, you'll have better luck looking um, Maggie Orth MIT Media Laboratory. But um, I'll try to find it, dig it out for uh, you know next time we meet. Wonderful, thank you so much. And um, I will end with my closing words, which are thank you so much for joining us today. It's wonderful to see all of you. I personally learned so much. I love all the shares. Thank you, everyone, for sharing your insights. I really feel that it's through these conversations that we learn and grow together, inspiring each other and standing on each other's shoulders, uh, going forward, uh, saving time, 
money, and definitely much heartache. My name is Maximilian. I'm a digital fashion designer, and you can see my designs right now on Remix platform. Remix is a really interesting platform because they have 3D generative fashion designs. So I have a few things on there right now. My favorite thing I had to drop yesterday. And so right now you could get something from my Satoshi editions. Uh, yes, it's Bitcoin related. I do appreciate the grails. I love the grails. Uh, and they're really fun. These are one-of-a-kind jackets, one-of-a-kind sneakers. It costs nothing to go on the platform and see what kind of combinations you get. These are very small editions, editions of 15, very small. Uh, but all of my art and all of my digital fashion, these are all on-ramps to utility. So for a lot of my art pieces, I'll also drop a companion piece. So if you get the Satoshi uh, jacket and sneakers, those are gold metallic. So you're very likely to get like a gold supercar or some other little something I like to surprise my collectors with. So this is uh, my passion and what I love to do. And uh, I have some events coming up I'd like to invite everyone to, uh, especially on the 21st of January in the metaverse, hosting something really fun with Mo. And come on down to Spatial Metaverse. This is a party with an after party. You come to Spatial Metaverse, there's some art displayed there. If you take a screenshot of your avatar in front of your favorite painting, I will make that the community drop and I will make it free to the whole community and everyone can pick one up. Uh, so I do this every month. Every month I have like a new art thing, people come. And how I just do it is uh, when you take a picture of your avatar, you post it on Twitter under a special hashtag. Uh, there's a post where I share all the details. Uh, if you go on my uh, Twitter timeline, you'll see it there. Um, but you just share that. It's very easy, and I just pick randomly. And whoever is the random winner, their choice is the community drop for everyone. Uh, so um, if you're curious and want more details, please feel free to DM me. Uh, but uh, you'll see the invitation there on my Twitter. I'll probably send it to you each individually because I know just a little a little galpha. Galpha, that's alpha from a gal. Whenever you're doing an event, I find it's always most helpful to ask people to come one-on-one, -on -one. old school, old school work. Uh, so uh, that's it for me, Maximilian. I thank you so much for joining us. I invite you to follow everyone and join us again next Digital Fashion Friday. Thank you so much for your time, for your insights, and for your presence. And thank you, Maximilian, for hosting this space and helping us to manage our talks and our discussion. Thank you so much. Thank you.